Welcome to the Stoic Leader Podcast. I'm Stephen DiPietro. I, today I want to talk about control. Uh, I'm, doing some, um, I'm doing some journaling and one of the journal questions posed to me is what can you put outside of your control? Now that wording is very tricky. What can you put outside of your control? Now firstly the question is why would you want to put something outside of your control? If you have a look at the core of Stoicism, it's all about worrying about only the things that you can control through your own actions and your own emotions. Like you control your emotions, you control your actions, and it's those things which you should be concerned with. Don't be concerned with things that you don't control. Why would you want to put things out of your control? So I've been reflecting on this a lot this morning, and and it, it makes complete sense to me now. When in business and in life, now I'll use business as the example. You want to put, if things are in your control, you have to remember to do them. If things are in control, in your control, you have to take some action. You might take the right action, you might take the wrong action. And then you get tongue-tied, twisted, worried, stressed that, well, did I take the right decision? Did I remember to do that thing? Oh, I must remember to do this, that and the other. Got to have that meeting, got to talk to this person about, you know how it goes. So. If you put something outside of your control, it means it's being done automatically. I see this this question as being one of, what can I turn into a process? Now, if you look at it, you say, well, okay, I know that every Monday I've got this certain thing I have to remember to do. Put a process in place. Very, very simply, this might sound way too simple, but you know, throw an ongoing reminder into your calendar, then you don't have to remember to do it and this thing is outside of your control. You don't have to stress about it. Do you have to do certain things with your budgets? Can you put things out that that leave it for other people to do things if you're in that position that you don't have to think about getting it done? Can you delegate? Can you build a computer program? Can What process can you put in place to take away your decision? Taking away your decision means that you take it out of your control. It doesn't mean it doesn't get done. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't get done the way you want it to do it. It just means that you don't have to control whether it's done, how it's done, or anything else. It's just done. And this removes a huge amount of stress. Now, in your personal life, and I've done this in my personal life, rather than being a process, and it could be process, I think it comes down to practice. Oh, there we have it. Practice and process. And by practice, I mean practicing to do things or to react to things in a certain way so they become automatic. Now, sportsmen know this, sportsmen and sportswomen. They will train and train and train and train so that certain activities become automatic. In fact, we have a a term for it, and that term is muscle memory. Do something enough and you will automatically have a reaction to it. And you can train yourself to automatically give the reaction that you need to give in a certain set of circumstances. So for example, you know, ball gets thrown towards your face, you might automatically just go to catch it. You don't have to think about catching it. It becomes a reflex action. So you're turning conscious thoughts into subconscious thoughts. Now the beauty of having things that are subconscious thoughts and we often think of them as the, as the evil side of it, and it's not. The subconscious brain does not take up anywhere near as much energy as the conscious brain. You can, you can 
store things, activities, and, and, and things that you need to do in your subconscious, and you don't need to apply any brain matter to it. It just happens, conscious brain matter. Whereas if you've got to think about something consciously, you've got to give it so much thought. You've got to worry about it. And this is where I think this, this, this term for today comes from, put things outside of your control. I am a fingernail biter. It's a horrendous thing I know, and I've been doing it for my whole life with a couple of breaks. I've taken it my personal journey exercise this year and discipline to not bite my nails. So as soon as I do it, it sounds bizarre. I'm, I'm, I've consciously decided, no, I, I know I'm now doing it. Because what happens when you bite your nails, it's the reverse. You, you actually just end up chomping away at your nails without even realizing you're doing it. So now my, my twisted, this is a bit twisted in a way, my, my way of looking at this is I've got to turn this subconscious thing into a conscious awareness. Oh gee, I'm biting my fingernails. I made myself a promise that I'm not going to do that this year and I can then physically stop it. So now what's happened is that I've done this full loop and it's now only middle of January and it is, I'm only two or three weeks into it, but so far so good. So I've this whole thing of, oh, I'm biting my fingernails, I don't control it. You don't control it in a really weird way. What I'm doing is bringing in conscious and then training myself to automatically do a different behavior. So rather than automatically bite, I'm going via my conscious to automatically not bite. Now that sounds very convoluted and maybe it's my, my twisted mind, but again, it's a way of training yourself. I'm training myself and I have fallen over once or twice. I am training myself for this muscle memory of losing a muscle memory in this case. Sometimes you've got to gain the muscle memory. Sometimes you might want to lose a muscle memory and that muscle memory might be that if you're sailing on a ship and a big wave comes over the bow, you don't automatically freak out because you know that it's not going to kill you. So you, you, you've tamed your, your automatic impulses. It could be to catch a ball, it could be anything else. So your subconscious needs to have practice. So practice in your subconscious, practice in your, in your mind, in your personal life, and processes in your business. Now, where business and personal intersect is obviously then the question of how do I as a person react in a work environment? And this is where you put practice and processes into place. You need to be practiced in not flying off the handle. You need to be practiced in not, not freaking people out when something bad happens. You need to be practiced in staying calm when all around you're falling over. That, that is the leadership skill that is most, most admired. The ability to stay calm in crisis. To do that, you need to have practice. You need to practice, 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 not losing it. But you can also put into place some processes. They might be personal processes or they might be business processes. Before you make a decision, you might have some processes in place to help you make better decisions. That could be that you're including more people in the decision. It could be getting data from certain places, but it can also be getting more practice at making decisions. The more decisions you make, the more practiced you are at making them and the better decisions you're going to make. So just to wrap up this one, it's a very, like I said, it's a tricky comment. How can you put things outside of your circle of control? It's not about losing the outcome. It's actually more about controlling the outcome than anything else. Hope it's helped with my, my reflection for today and it'll be my journal entry for tonight. I'm Stephen DiPietro. 
Thanks for tuning in.